0: This is my original song, I Wanna Vote for Bernie Sanders. I wanna vote for Bernie Sanders He has experience and integrity He tells it like it is He has the best ideas Bernie is a man our country needs Bernie exposes the corruption Caused by Citizens United, money ball. Democracy grows cold while elections are sold. Casino capital buys them, one and all. The justice system, healthcare and education, social security, renewable energy, infrastructure, rights of minorities, protect the immigrants save the environment. There is work to be done to save our country. Bernie has a plan for our success. Undo the war machine. Make energy that's green. Our middle class and all the world deserve our best.
1: And that was I Want to Vote for Bernie Sanders by Fritzy Fritz, which you can find by searching for Fritzy Fritz, F-R-I-T-Z-I-E, F-R-I-T-Z on YouTube. And greetings and welcome back to Bernie 2016. This is an independent podcast established to follow and comment. on Bernie Sanders, candidacy for President of the United States. This podcast is completely independent of any candidate, party, or PAC. And if you've been listening to the podcast prior to now, you, maybe you'll recognize that I say that at the beginning of every podcast episode that I record. Uh, and I say that because I just want everybody out there listening to know this isn't a, a piece of advertising. This isn't a, a sponsored uh, piece of you know political propaganda. This is what I believe in and what I believe or occasionally what I don't believe that I want to talk about. Um, it's just information that I've come across that I personally uh, found compelling in one way or another and I want to share with all of you. So we aren't supported by the candidate. We aren't supported by any pack. Uh, we're not supported uh, very much at all But I am supported by you So I am supported by the listeners And by my own, uh, my own uh, shallow pockets Fortunately, it's uh, very, very inexpensive to produce this podcast So uh, the expenses are very low But I do appreciate all of you out there Who have decided to donate To help keep this going uh, That you can do at Bernie-2016.com You can look for The Patreon Or you can go to the donation page uh, Look for the little Dollar sign And find ways to make a donation To keep This going But later on in the show On on this particular program I'll have more to say about Uh the independence of the funding for this podcast and in relation to um, some other things that are going on out there in the election. If you want to reach out to me, you can send me a message at BernieUS2016 at gmail.com. You can follow me on Twitter at BernieUS2016. If you want to take a look at the website, Bernie-2016.com, you will find a link to my Flipboard magazine, where I've got, I don't know how many, more than 13,000 for sure, articles and, and tweets on Bernie Sanders. Um, just link to a whole ton of information there. Plus a couple other links as well to some really good sites that provide information on Bernie Sanders. So on to this episode first piece is from APNewsArchive.com, AP as in the Associated Press, and no specific author here. Democratic presidential candidate Bernie Sanders is backing legislation that would let Americans sue Saudi Arabia over the 9-11 terrorist attacks. The bill is opposed by the Obama administration but important to families of 9-11 victims, some of whom believe Saudi officials played some part in the attacks. Sanders spoke in favor of the legislation on Monday on NBC's Today show on the eve of the New York presidential primary. He says it's important to have a full understanding of, quote, the possible role of the Saudi government in 9-11. U.S. inquiries have not reported a link between Saudi government or its senior officials in the attacks, but Sanders notes that some conclusions remain classified. Sanders said Saudi Arabia promotes an extreme and very destructive version of Islam. Fifteen of the 19 hijackers in the September 2001 attacks, which destroyed the World Trade Center and killed thousands, were citizens of Saudi Arabia. And this next piece from FoxNews.com. Not my favorite source of news, but sometimes, you know, in their quest to slant the news, they actually pull out some bits of the truth. And this piece is by Dana Blanton. Republican Donald Trump holds a big lead in California in a new Fox News poll, while Hillary Hillary Clinton has a razor-thin edge over Bernie Sanders in the Democratic race. Clinton is up by just two points over Sanders among California likely Democratic primary voters, 48 to 46 percent. A couple of things are in Clinton's favor among the subgroup of those saying they will definitely vote her advantage increases to six points. Plus, support for Sanders is somewhat softer. 21% of his backers say they could change their mind, compared to 14% of Clintons. The gender gap persists. Men break for Sanders by 22 points, while women favor Clinton by 25. Meanwhile, the Vermont senator continues to receive strong support from younger voters, plus 56 points, ...among voters under age 35, while Clinton remains popular with seniors, plus 37 points among voters aged 65-plus. Sanders has a 19-point advantage among Hispanics. He won Hispanics in Nevada and Illinois, according to Fox News' exit polling, while they went for Clinton in Florida, New York, and Texas. So, uh, so a very, very close race, according to this one poll... Um, in California, which doesn't vote until June 7th. So definitely still a considerable amount of time before uh, California heads to the polls with their huge number of delegates. And this next piece from CNN.com, a news source, not... Not all that far away from the Fox News news source, in my own opinion. Let's see. This piece is from Robert Yoon, Y-O-O-N. For Bernie Sanders, slow and steady wins the fundraising race. The Vermont senator began his bid for the Democratic presidential nomination last year with a sizable financial disadvantage compared to front-runner Hillary Clinton. By the end of last June, Sanders had raised just shy of $14 million for his campaign, less than a third of the $47.5 million Clinton had raised for hers. But the Sanders campaign slowly and steadily eroded the former Secretary of State's fundraising advantage. Sanders slightly edged Clinton in contributions in 2015's fourth quarter, but his fundraising operation didn't kick into high gear until 2016. His campaign has outraised Clinton's every month this year by at least 50%. In March alone, Bernie 2016 received 44.7 million in contributions compared to 26.3 million for Hillary for America. Now, Sanders and Clinton are essentially even in total campaign contributions with each campaign bringing in more than $180 million for their bids by the end of March. With the primary campaign entering its final weeks, both campaigns are spending at a frenetic pace. The Clinton campaign spent in March more than it raised in contributions, with a so-called burn rate of 107%. Sanders had a burn rate of 99% for March. For the campaign to date, Sanders' campaign has spent 91% of the money it raised, compared to 84% for the Clinton campaign. Although Sanders has eliminated Clinton's financial advantage, the former First Lady remains a fundraising powerhouse. In addition to her own campaign, Clinton also raises money for the Hillary Victory Fund, a federal joint fundraising committee operated between the Clinton campaign, the DNC, that's the Democratic National Committee, and a number of state parties. The, ra- the fund has raised $60 million through the end of March and has transferred $12.7 million to the Clinton campaign. Any funds raised by a joint fundraising committee are divided among the sponsoring campaigns and the parties using a predetermined allocation formula. And interestingly, that is uh, one of the ways that the Clinton campaign, one of the numerous ways that the Clinton campaign is raising unprecedented amounts of soft money, of money not directly to her campaign. And I'm not suggesting that uh, these methods are illegal. Unfortunately, these methods have been made been made illegal by the uh, politicians in office who want to be able to raise this kind of soft campaign funding. Whereas someone can donate a lar- large sums of money to the Democratic National Committee and that money some of that money can get funneled to the Clinton campaign it's a kind of a traditional money laundering scheme you pay for something else somewhere else and that entity then you know sends some of that money um to where your uh intended destination is um so you know Interesting that uh, the amount of money that Clinton is raising for that fund is touted, and they they couch that that fundraising as money that is supporting the party and supporting third, not third, but supporting uh, lower tier candidates, supporting governorships and senators and re- uh, representatives running, uh, and indeed some of that money does do that, but. a a large chunk of that money goes back to the Clinton campaign. But as far as the straight money uh, donated directly to the campaign itself, Bernie Sanders has now raised as much as, and I would venture to say at this point, more than Hillary Clinton has raised in direct contributions to her campaign. That is mind boggling with the advantage that Hillary Clinton has and the name recognition and in the support from the party and the elite and the elected officials throughout the country, the Democratic insiders, um, with the support that she has from all of those areas, it's absolutely remarkable that Bernie Sanders has been able to raise more money from us. More money from people averaging $27 a donation. And I think it was the Washington Post that said in a a recent smear piece hold on, hold on, that's not the accurate number. That number is actually $27.89. So uh, it's accurate enough. I believe we can call it $28 if it makes you happier. Um, But That Bernie Sanders has just raised a phenomenal amount of money, raised more money than the Hillary Clinton campaign has raised in direct contributions to the campaign. And that's absolutely amazing. It's because Bernie Sanders' policies and positions are exactly what a large, large amount of the country's population is looking for. Enough so that people who have never donated to any candidate in the past have made donations uh, people who have rarely ever donated in the past, and to be honest, I don't know which one of those categories I fall into. I don't know. I don't remember if I ever made a donation when Jesse Jackson was running for president. That was, you know, back when I was just getting the uh, right to vote based on my age, and I ha- I don't believe that I made a contribution there, but I, I may have. But over the years, I've not found. Um, The the right politicians with the right message message. that I felt felt really really, really a strong strong urgency urgency to make donations um, to any other campaigns until now. And I have made uh, three or four small donations to the Bernie Sanders campaign. So on to WashingtonTimes.com. And this is by David Sherfinski. Senator Bernie Sanders leads Democratic presidential frontrunner Hillary Clinton in Rhode Island and is within striking distance in Connecticut ahead of Tuesday's primary contest, according to polling released on Monday. Mr. Sanders had a 4.49% to 45% lead in Rhode Island, according to the poll from the Democratic leaning firm Public Policy Polling, while Mrs. Clinton had a 2.48% to 46% edge in Connecticut. Mrs. Clinton had a 10.51 to 41% lead over Mr. Sanders in Pennsylvania. All three states, along with Maryland and Delaware, vote on Tuesday. And as I record this, Monday afternoon, uh, Tuesday is tomorrow. So five states go to the polls tomorrow. Pennsylvania is the biggest one, the most delegates uh, at stake. And Hillary Clinton has been winning in the polls of Pennsylvania um, so far with this particular poll showing Hillary with a 10-point lead in Pennsylvania Hopefully Bernie can pull that down. And if he doesn't uh, come out victorious in Pennsylvania, hopefully he can keep that uh, deficit under 10 points. And that he can pick up some wins um, in the close races, according to this particular poll, in Connecticut and in Rhode Island. Uh, Maryland and Delaware are, are going to potentially be tougher, especially Maryland. Maryland is a stronghold of... Hillary Clinton. I haven't seen any recent polls from there, I I don't believe. Um, And Delaware may be tough as well. Something that may work in Bernie's favor a little bit in Delaware is the uh, positive words of Vice President Joe Biden, who was previously the senator from Delaware, Um, and his kind of admonition of the Clinton tactics, not necessarily of Clinton herself, but the Clinton message that uh, Bernie's too bold. Bernie's Bernie's policies are too bold, and they will not be able to be successful. Joe Biden came out late last week and said, "You know, his Democratic Party. There are no. There are no goals. There are no policies." that are too bold for his Democratic Party. His Democratic Party is a party of bold ideas, and he really kind of takes to task anyone who sends a different message that uh, bold ideas are not not doable. So that may, that may sway a few people in the state of Delaware. I haven't seen any polls on the state of Delaware either. So we will uh, we will see how that turns out tomorrow night. So this next series of pieces, I think there's about four different pieces here that I have on this particular item that came up last week. And this first piece is from the daily and this is by Ben. Collins. A day after a Hillary Clinton-supporting super PAC revealed it would dedicate $1 million to, quote, push back against negative commenters and what they describe as, quote, Bernie bros on Facebook, Twitter, Reddit, and Instagram, a spokesperson at Bernie Sanders' campaign stated that neither his camp nor its messaging surrogates have participated in the same behavior. Quote, our campaign and our vendors are not paying people to reply to anti-Bernie comments on social media, said Sanders campaign rapid response director Mike Casca. come on, man. Really? After news of Correct the Record's, quote, barrier breakers comment section initiative was announced yesterday, many commenters on Reddit and Twitter responded by saying that Sanders' campaign had done the same thing, citing a $16 million creative spend with the marketing company Revolution Messaging. Quote, Bernie has paid $16 million to this company. Basically, he paid for $1 million hours of professional trolling on Twitter, Facebook, and so on. One meme reads... Quote Bernie spent sixteen million on revolution messaging, which is the same idea. I think he just gave four million more. Not a new thing, wrote another Twitter user. Several reference a single New Hampshire public radio story from february eighth. The New Hampshire Public Radio story never mentions Sanders surrogates using comment sections to correct voters. So there's so been a, this kind of stream, and I don't know whether this is funded by this $1 million Barrier Breakers project, uh, part of Correct the Record, or if this is, um, I'll call it legitimate Hillary Clinton supporters or Bernie bashers. Either way, you could look at it. I, I find there's a few few people out there, though not, not an overwhelming amount from my own experience, that... Do nothing but bash Bernie. It's it's akin to those sites that I mentioned previously, Blue Nation Review. Uh, what's the other one called? Um, I saw a couple articles from them today too. It's like the the people's the people's view. Sorry if I'm getting that one wrong, and I'm and I'm unfairly maligning the wrong organization. Um, but there are, you know, two or three of these blogs out there that are clearly, and, and Blue Nation Review is owned by David Brock or partially owned by David Brock. That is absolutely 100% connected to Correct the Record and Hillary's Packs. Um, the others are of less clear origin. So, so, and I think the, one of the biggest boneheaded problems with this strategy by Correct the Record, is it, it completely blurs any commentary online that is either against Bernie or pro-Hillary, and it dilutes that. It, it makes it automatically suspect whether or not those are someone's legitimate beliefs and legitimate you know feelings, or whether those are essentially what comes down to paid advertising. Um, and 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 paid uh, refutation of somebody else's beliefs or ideas. It's really stupid. It's it's insanely stupid, in my opinion, to go out there and and muddy the waters. And you know, but maybe that's what they want. Maybe that's what they need. Um, you know, Bernie Sanders supporters are huge in social media, especially on Reddit. On Reddit, there's there's practically no one else, no other candidate that's ever had the presence and the support and the uh, enthusiasm of people on Reddit, enough so that it makes a a lot of Reddit users who are not Bernie supporters um, unhappy with or... Uh, kind of like, I don't know, probably like shrug your shoulders and, and run away kind of a, a view of the amount of support and the, the enthusiasm of the support that Bernie has on Reddit. Um, Bernie also has a huge, huge amount of support on Twitter. Um, but on Twitter, there's definitely more back and forth. There's certainly a lot of people who support Hillary on Twitter. But now, I don't know. Now I'll never know if somebody... You know, response to something that I tweet, I will never know whether they're a paid troll or whether they are a legitimate uh, Hillary Clinton supporter. I myself responded to someone who had tweeted out um, there. There's a story on the Daily Ca- from the Daily Cause, I believe, that that says Bernie has paid exactly what this this piece here just quoted Bernie has paid $16 million to revolution marketing to do the same thing. And I, and I pointed out, that's not true. That's not what revolution marketing does. Um, you know, do you, is, is there any evidence of this? And I got blocked and accused of being a troll for not for saying anything Trollish for disagreeing with somebody And, you know, there's a lot of sensitivity Out there, I can understand Someone coming up with A, dis, uh, a dissenting viewpoint May just automatically, you know React in a way That says, you know You're a troll and you're blocked and they don't want to deal with it, that's fine But they're putting out a point of view And I'm just questioning whether their facts are accurate And I completely believe their facts In this case are not accurate so I just want to point that out, um, and even a couple of supporters or a couple of followers of that other person responded to me as well. Um, one of them also calling me a troll. I, you know, I I think I know what trolling is, but perhaps I'm mistaken. Perhaps trolling is offering any counter opinion to whatever somebody else says online. I kind of think trolling is um, calling somebody names or stating something just to get a, a reaction from them. Or, as some do, some on both sides, and Bernie Sanders supporters aren't immune to this either, um, being vile and vulgar and uh, calling people names. Um, you know, I, And that happens on both sides. It happens from the Hillary side. It happens from the Bernie side. It happens from all the other sides as well. I think the Trump supporters are probably... Uh, Among the best at the violent, ignorant comments Um, But I don't interact with them directly um, at all If they care to respond to something that I've written um, If they have a factual disagreement, I may respond back Otherwise, it's not usually worth my time or effort Um, So, as I said, I have a couple different stories on this piece The next story is actually from CorrectRecord.org. CorrectRecord.org is the website of Correct the Record. This is Hillary Clinton's super PAC. And this is the super PAC, I believe, that is coordinating with the Clinton campaign and claims that that's perfectly fine, even though there's a lot of laws against super PACs coordinating with campaigns um for reasons that super PACs can take unlimited donations from anybody, including you know million dollar donations or more from billionaires. So that's unfairly giving that money to the campaign or to campaign programs and processes. This is why PACs and super PACs are are just wrong and bad and should not be allowed. Um, If someone wants to say something about a candidate, they should certainly individually have the right to say it, but not to uh, fund somebody, fund an organization that is going to coordinate with the campaign to put out the campaign message or to detract from the message that others are trying to get out about other candidates. So this is Correct the Records press release for their Barrier Breakers 2016 uh, project, which is the project that we're talking about. And I'm not going to read the entire thing, but I will read a couple of paragraphs here that kind of cover the gist of what the program is all about. Correct the Record will invest more than $1 million into Barrier Breakers 2016 activities, including... The more than tripling of its digital operation to engage in online messaging, both for Secretary Clinton and to push back against attackers on social media platforms like Twitter, Facebook, Reddit, and Instagram. Barrier Breakers 2016 is a project of Correct the Record and the brainchild of David Brock. And I've mentioned David Brock before. Look him up if you want to see a uh, sleazy operative. And what they're willing to do to tear down uh, people out there that might be fighting for what's right. Uh, Correct the Record and the brainchild of David Brock and the task force will be overseen by President of Correct the Record, Brad Woodhouse, and Digital Director, Benjamin Fishbein. The task force staff backgrounds are as diverse as the community they will be engaging with and include former reporters... Bloggers, public affairs specialists, designers, Ready for Hillary alumni, and Hillary superfans who have led groups similar to those with which the task force will organize. So they just said in that sentence, they are co-opting all of the people that are out there now that are putting forth either positive positive things about uh, Hillary Clinton or putting forth something that's going to tear down her, the candidates opposing her, largely at this point, Bernie Sanders. They just said, we are engaging with reporters, bloggers, public affairs specialists, and Hillary superfans. Going forward from this point, and to be honest, in the past, who knows how much they spent to do this type of activity. But they've announced that they're spending a million dollars to do this now. Going forward, there's absolutely no way you're going to be able to tell if any meme, if any uh, blogger, if any uh, supporter on Twitter of Hillary Clinton, even, you know, super fans, people who have been doing this for a long time. There is no way you're going to be able to tell if now, going forward, they're being paid to do it um, and being paid to put out certain specific messages uh, out On Twitter, Facebook, Instagram And Reddit So stupid move in my opinion As I've already said Um, Back to the press release Lessons learned from online engagement with, quote, Bernie bros during the Democratic primary will be applied to the rest of the primary season and general election, responding quickly and forcefully to negative attacks and false narratives. Additionally, as the general election approaches, the task force will begin to push out information to Sanders supporters online, encouraging them to support Hillary Clinton. So now they've clearly said, we're going to attack the Bernie bros, People, people people—they call Bernie Bros. That's in Um, quotes—and we're going to, you know, attack what they say. We're going to put out information. They would call it information about Bernie Sanders. I will call it misinformation about Bernie Sanders, based on the stuff I've already seen out there. And they're going to try to push out information to Sanders supporters online, encouraging them to support Hillary Clinton. Now, we can talk about that, and and I have thoughts about Bernie Sanders supporters, supporters, you know, eventually supporting Hillary Clinton, um, but that's not what I want to focus on right now. So, if I forget, remind me at some point later, and and I will talk about that. The task force currently combats online political harassment, having already addressed more than 5,000 individuals who have personally attacked Secretary Clinton, on Twitter. The task force will provide a presence in a space online where Clinton supporters can organize and engage with one another and are able to obtain graphics, videos, gifts, and messaging to use with their own social spaces. Additionally, the Barrier Breakers 2016 task force hopes to embrace the creativity of Hillary Clinton supporters by sharing their efforts and content with other groups. So they're going to be creating the content. That's fine. Campaigns create content. Um... The example graphics that they show in their press release are uh, interesting, I'll say, to say the least. The first one is love and kindness with a photo of Hillary Clinton in front of the American flag, 2016. Second is more Americans trust Hillary Clinton than Donald Trump to handle an international crisis, 61% Hillary Clinton, 32% Donald Trump. I don't think that's a very fair fight. Uh, It's time to make the words middle class mean something again. That's fabulous. That could say Bernie Sanders underneath it. But it says Hillary Clinton. And that's a quote uh, from Hillary Clinton that they've turned into kind of a meme. And then again, for some reason, not sure exactly why, they have the same love and kindness graphic 2016. And then with the same image they have, thank you for breaking barriers with Hillary Clinton, something that you can actually send forward to someone else who is uh, saying things that you like, or even who is fighting against things that you don't like. It's very interesting. I I think the example graphics are a very narrow example of what uh, this group will end up producing. I think they will be producing a lot more negative images and negative graphics um, and really be doing the negative campaigning that the uh, their campaign has engaged with, though I would say Hillary Clinton has been less likely to directly engage with during the election so far. So You know, memes exist, and the fact that they're the the campaign's going to produce some of them, I don't think, is a particular issue, um, unless they play them off as spontaneous or as something that Hillary Clinton supporters have been producing. In addition, there's one more really, really interesting piece of the press release here. Um, There's a lot of Bernie supporters in various states who have superdelegates and who are voting in some cases against the will of the voters in the state against the will of the people and those states in which you know huge majorities of the electorate went for Bernie Sanders you know where he's won uh 60 70 and 80% of the votes in certain states but the superdelegates are, are voting elsewhere. Alaska, are voting. Alaska is one. Vermont is, Vermont is one. Um, um, there are some cases like that. And I specifically picked those cases out because I think those are cases where people, people people encouraging, and I use encouraging loosely because I hope that that's what people are doing, but I know that people, some people are going overboard in this case and are... In some limited cases, going to the point of harassing superdelegates who are voting, who who have pledged, who publicly pledged their support for Hillary Clinton in states where Bernie Sanders is, has, has won the majority of the votes, or even in states that they haven't, we have 100%, everybody has, regardless of who they support. Uh, a right to engage with our political leaders and to ask them to do things that we wanted them to do. That's 100% valid exercise of your free speech. I think, uh, as unfortunately happens in social media, you know, free speech gets really stretched sometimes to grotesque places from all different sides. Um, and I think that that can go overboard. However, back to the other really, really interesting thing that uh, Correct the Record uh, via uh, Barrier Breakers has put together. They put together a Thank a Delegate website. It is actually called Thankadelegate.com. You can go there and check it out. This is a list of all the delegates that have pledged to support Hillary Clinton with a a Twitter link underneath each one that allows you to click on that Twitter link and populate a Twitter message to that delegate. Um, I'm not sure this is a very good idea because knowing the Bernie Sanders supporters on social media, um, you just made it super easy for them to contact every single delegate that is pledged to support Hillary Clinton. So I encourage you all to do so. I encourage you all to be, all to be very, polite very polite and very direct, very direct with these delegates, delegates and send them a message that you would prefer if they supported Bernie Sanders as opposed to Hillary Clinton and give them a reason why. Um, of course, in a, in a tweet, you're not going to be able to write a, write a novel, so you're going to have to keep it concise. But go to thankadelegate.com if you want to contact any of the superdelegates that are pledged to That are pledged to cast their vote for Hillary Clinton And you'll see them all listed there So um, I guess thank you, Correct the Record For making that really, really easy for us To reach out to all Of the super delegates Pledged to Clinton on Twitter Alright So moving on So just to clarify the One of the Big things that got put forward after this news of this million-dollar uh, million dollar spend on online social media responses came out. A lot of people said, oh, yeah, see, Bernie Sanders is doing the same thing. Bernie Sanders spent $16 million on this organization uh, that does online work, and that's what it's for. And they referred to this NHPR, New Hampshire Public Radio, Um, Story And this is part of the story The story is a long story And it's it's a pretty good story about Bernie Sanders' uh, digital media strategy This came out on February eighth, 2016 And this was written by Brian Walston For months after announcing his White House bid Bernie Sanders didn't run a single campaign commercial on television But he was everywhere online emails, social media posts, and paid ads on desktop computers and mobile devices. Sanders has spent $10 million building a presence on the Internet, more than anyone else running for president this year. While the Vermont senator has hardly turned his back on TV, he is betting that the voters most likely to embrace his vision for the country are online, not in front of a 50-inch flat screen. His goal is no different than what candidates have tried to do for decades, identify likely supporters and motivate them to turn out on Election Day. But Sanders' commitment to the individualized and highly targeted voter contact made possible by the Internet puts him on the leading edge of political campaigning. To a lesser degree, Hillary Clinton is forging a similar path. She spent early and often on traditional methods, $12 million on television and $6 million on direct mail through December. But her campaign also set aside at least $6 million for online advertising, leading up to early voting in Iowa and New Hampshire. For many political strategists, Sanders' approach represents the future. In fact, his campaign evokes a kind of envy among tech-savvy consultants on the right. They express frustration and more than a little self-interest that their candidates remain so enamored with television ads that are seen by fewer people every election cycle. Quote, Bernie was smart to say, forget about broadcasting on WMUR, which is New Hampshire's main TV station. The eyeballs are on phones and tablets these days, and any campaign or candidate that forgets that does so at their peril. Sanders isn't exactly going out on a limb with his digital strategy. Barack Obama's 2008 and 2012 campaigns are famous for their groundbreaking use of social media and online ads to drive voters to the polls. And like Obama, Sanders has been able to link his method to his message. Which has generated the greatest enthusiasm among young voters for whom television holds limited appeal. Consider how he's managed to remain competitive in the money race against Clinton, whom Sanders recently referred to as, quote, the most powerful political organization in the country. Rather than hire a fundraising team to lean on wealthy donors, Sanders brought on a tech company that knew how to reach people who likely never before donated to a political campaign. The firm, Revolution Messaging, was founded by members of Obama's 2008 campaign, which raised $500 million online from 3 million individual donors. To build up Sanders' base of support, Revolution Messaging built a landing page for the campaign's website that asked first-time visitors to enter their email addresses and zip codes. By September, BernieSanders.com was drawing 5 million visits per month, Twice as much as Clinton's And more than all the Republican candidates' websites Combined According to SimilarWeb A company that analyzes user engagement About a quarter of the traffic Came from social media sites With almost 40% of that share Coming from Reddit Essentially an online bulletin board Reddit quickly became a hub of grassroots support For Sanders A 180,000 member subreddit Sanders for President Organizes rallies and phone banks, registers voters, and keeps supporters fired up and informed through moderated forums. Another subreddit, a loose collective called Coders for Sanders, has created more than a dozen web and mobile apps for the campaign. A third group built a website, feeltheburn.org, an exhaustive portal that builds itself as the, quote, Wikipedia of Bernie Sanders, only better. So, and this piece goes on, like I said, this is a pretty good piece about Sanders spending on online presence and who it was with and what that got him. And despite the fact that this uh, site or that this story is cited in other stories that say that Sanders is spending money on the same kind of trolling that uh, Barrier Breakers is trying to do via via their new million dollar spend. This story says absolutely nothing of the sort. All this story says the only thing that's in this story that I think is a is a fact that that the other story might be using is Sanders spent a considerable amount of money on online advertising and online outreach. So Uh, I think this is my last piece on the topic, but go to Revolution Messaging website. See what they do. It's called revolutionmessaging.com. Before I actually read uh, a little bit from their website, um, there was a story, and I don't remember exactly the source of the story. It may have been the Washington Post. Um, But they published in a story that Revolution Messaging... Was doing the type of trolling The type of opposition uh, I don't even I hesitate to even call it outreach The type of opposition messaging That uh, Correct the Record Is engaged in And they actually put that into one of their stories But they had to retract that Because there was no evidence That proved that that was a fact And so they did retract that And it's not every day Well maybe it's every day but it's not super common for uh, newspapers to actually retract parts of stories that they put out, even when those parts are false. So, this is from Revolution Messaging. So, if you want to see what they do, they, they do some pretty amazing things online. Um, go to revolutionmessaging.com. One thing they did, uh, Apple came out with a new Apple TV. Uh, it's been several months now. It was last fall that the new Apple TV came out, and that that new Apple TV has apps on it. This was the kind of breakthrough, big change for this latest version of Apple's Apple TV. And you can go on to the App Store, and you can get uh, apps for all different kinds of things, such as Netflix. You can get games. You can get images of fireplaces. Seems seems to be the, the big the big uh, kind of disposable uh, app market for the for the iPhone, the iPhone, it was flashlights. Everybody made a flashlight, and for the Apple TV, at least at the launch, it was uh, fireplaces. Every there were probably dozens of fireplaces, um, fireplace apps that you could play images of a fireplace on your TV. In any event, I was incredibly surprised. To see that there was a Bernie 2016 app for the Apple TV, and so I downloaded it. It was a free app, and it's a series. It's a series of videos from the Bernie campaign um, about the campaign. It's it's uh, speeches that he's given. Um, it's it's incredible. He is the only candidate to have an app on the Apple TV. It was Revolution Messaging that built that app. That created that That is what they do They build apps They build websites They do fundraising uh, They do graphic design Those are the things that they do And they engage with online They've won awards for Bernie Sanders campaign And for the things that they've done, different pieces of what they've done for Bernie Sanders' campaign. So here is a press release from Revolution Messaging. Uh, Revolution Messaging named Digital Strategists of the Year. Bernie Sanders' digital firm honored for campaign excellence in an award ceremony Wednesday night the American Association of Political Consultants named Revolution Messaging the Digital Strategist of the Year The Campaign Excellence Awards are a long-standing tradition of the AAPC however this is the first ever award for quote digital strategist of the year a reflection of the dramatic rise in importance of digital strategy for political campaigns It's an honor to be recognized by our peers in the world of political consulting. Revolution Messaging may not be the biggest firm, but we are innovative, scrappy, and we love what we do, said Revolution Messaging CEO Scott Goodstein. We are committed to advancing technology and using it creatively to help progressive campaigns compete At every level, we are proud to be rewriting the campaign playbook for 2016 in partnership with our clients, Bernie Sanders, and the most compelling voices in the progressive community. Revolution Messaging is the digital firm for the Bernie Sanders presidential campaign, leading online fundraising, digital advertising, branding, video creation, website development, the online store, and the Artists for Sanders program. The firm has helped the Sanders campaign widely surpass the expectations of the political community in Washington, shattering grassroots fundraising records, breaking new ground in digital advertising and social media strategy, amassing enormous crowds at rallies, and developing new text-to-donate technology. That's what Revolution Messaging does. If you have any other questions about what they do, ask them. They are open. About what their strategies are Or what types of things that they do They're obviously not going to give you all the details About something that uh, is proprietary Or is, is uh, you know something f- between them and their client But um, they don't hire trolls And anytime you see a story out there Anytime you see a tweet out there That says Bernie does the same thing Here's proof there's no proof there. If there is, let me know, because I've never seen it, and I don't believe it exists, because the Bernie campaign itself said, sorry, we don't do that, and the people that we hire don't do that. So now we can be suspicious of every single pro-Hillary, anti-Bernie uh Peace out there on social media Doesn't mean every single one's paid for There's still going to be a lot of people That support Hillary or that Do not support Bernie That are going to be out there on social media But now we'll never know And I don't know, I guess that's the strategy Of the Clinton campaign To muddy the waters To not let the people know Not let the media know Who out there is really a Hillary Clinton supporter And who is out there Just uh, collecting a paycheck And next piece is from HuffingtonPost.com, and this is by Elise Foley. The fight to shut down a controversial family immigrant detention center in Pennsylvania received a high-profile support on Thursday from Democratic presidential candidate Bernie Sanders, who mentioned the issue during a campaign event ahead of the state's primary. Sanders, a Vermont independent senator, told a crowd in Reading, Pennsylvania, that he believes, quote, that it's time to shut down the nearby Berks County Residential Center. Quote, the government should not be in the painful and inhumane business of locking up families who have fled unspeakable violence in Honduras, Guatemala, El Salvador, and other countries throughout the world, he said. Instead, we should treat these families with the compassion, the dignity, and the respect they deserve. Sanders has previously called for an end to family immigrant detention, which ballooned in 2014 after a surge in the number of mothers and children apprehended at the U.S.-Mexico border. But highlighting Burks was significant for advocates in the state who have been working hard to get families, many of whom are seeking asylum in the U.S., out of detention. Burks is one of the nation's three family immigrant detention centers. Two others established in twenty fourteen are located in Carnes County, Texas and Dilly, Texas. The Texas centers are far larger and privately operated, while the Burks facility is owned by the county and operated by immigration and customs enforcement. But Berks is no less controversial. Advocates have raised questions about conditions and medical care there. Last week, a former employee was sentenced to prison for institutional sexual assault of a 19-year-old detainee in 2014. The Pennsylvania Department of Human Services announced in January it would not renew the Burks facility's operating license as a child residential center because it was being used to hold immigrant families rather than only children. Berks County appealed that decision. Before Sanders' rally, attorney Bridget Cambria, who works with families in Berks, asked Sanders about whether he believes the facility should be shut down, given the licensing issue. Sanders did not seem to know about the specific situation, but said he supported closing it. Quote, this is part of the broken criminal justice system. I will do my best to stop the deportations, to shut down private detention centers, and I'm hearing now that the state feels that this detention center should not have a license. It shows how important the issue is, Almeron, and that's Erica Almeron, executive director of the immigrant rights nonprofit Juntos, uh, it shows how important the issue is, Almiron said of Sanders' remarks. This isn't just a local issue. This is a national and global issue. And Bernie continues to pick up endorsements out there on the campaign trail. Uh, this is from DailyCause.com. And it's DailyCause, Daily DailyCause.com. And this is by... It looks like Dad I-G-U-A-L-T-A-D. And this is a press release. U.S. Senator Bernie Sanders on Sunday welcomed an endorsement by the 35,000-member United Electrical, Radio, and Machine Workers of America. Peter Knowlton, the union's national president, called Sanders, quote, the most pro-worker, pro-union presidential candidate I've seen in my lifetime. And said, electing Sanders, quote, is a unique opportunity that workers and unions must not pass up. We are proud to endorse Bernie Sanders and support his campaign, he added. The endorsement was approved unanimously by rank and file local delegates from the union's three regions over the past six weeks. And that just blows my mind that this was a unanimous rank and file local delegate vote for. Who they would endorse, and I'm not surprised at all that they chose to endorse Bernie Sanders, but I am surprised that it was a unanimous decision. Uh, Knowlton said the labor organization and Sanders have long standing ties in Vermont. Quote As more of our members around the country have seen and heard Bernie over the past few months, he added. They've seen that his policies and priorities match our own. So there has been a groundswell of support for Bernie, with members volunteering for the campaign. Sanders welcomed the news while he was campaigning in Rhode Island ahead of Tuesday's presidential primary elections. Quote, I thank the 35,000 members of the United Electrical Workers for their endorsement, Sanders said. During my 25 years in Congress, I have been proud to stand side-by-side with the UE fighting to increase the minimum wage to a living wage, to guarantee health care to every man, woman, and child as a right, to make it easier for workers to join unions, to rebuild our crumbling infrastructure, to transform our nation's energy system, and against disastrous trade agreements like the North America Free Trade Agreement, And normalized trade with China Which have destroyed millions of decent paying jobs In America And in addition to that endorsement From the union uh, Bernie Sanders got an endorsement From a major newspaper In Pennsylvania This is from phillytrib.com And this is a Philadelphia Tribune Editorial. On Tuesday, April 26th, Pennsylvania voters will have some tough choices to make on who they think should become the next president, represent them in Congress and in the state legislature. In the race for president, both former Secretary of State Hillary Clinton and Vermont Senator Bernie Sanders are preferable than Republican frontrunners, businessman Donald Trump, and Texas Senator Ted Cruz. In the Democratic primary, the choice is tougher than in the Republican Clinton is a former Secretary of State, U.S. Senator from New York, and former First Lady Sanders is a U.S. Senator, former Congressman, and former Mayor Bernie Sanders in Democratic primary Bernie Sanders offers an inspiring message and bold vision for America Without the excessive baggage of Clinton Which is why Sanders is our choice for President in the Democratic primary Clinton has on many occasions exercised bad judgment on crucial issues, including her avid support for her husband's draconian 1994 crime bill, which led to a major increase in mass incarceration of African Americans. She may not be responsible for signing the crime bill, but she strongly supported it. She has since apologized for her support, including her use of the race-coded term superpredator to describe black males involved in crime, but her previous stance raises serious questions. She also exercised bad judgment in giving highly paid speeches to Wall Street, whose reckless speculation helped lead the country to the worst recession since the Great Depression. In foreign affairs, she supported the invasion of Iraq and has publicly advocated a far more aggressive approach towards Syria than President Barack Obama. Obama and Sanders opposed the war in Iraq. Sanders is also a strong advocate of Palestinian statehood, which requires considerable courage. The New York Times described Clinton as more hawkish on military matters than Obama and most Democrats in Congress. Since his days as a student at the University of Chicago protesting against segregation in public schools in Chicago and throughout his political career, Sanders has supported policies and programs that would be in the best interest of all Americans, and African Americans specifically. He has been a consistent fighter for a more just and equitable society. The killing of unnamed black men by police officers in Ferguson, New York, Baltimore, and elsewhere have finally brought the important issue of police brutality and mass incarceration to the national dialogue. Sanders takes a strong stance against police abuse and misconduct without demonizing good police officers. He has called for demilitarizing local police departments and holding police officers accountable for misconduct and abuse. His support for free tuition at public colleges and universities would disproportionately help African Americans and would have a major positive effect of alleviating poverty. His critics say Sanders' proposals are too ambitious, costly, and would never get through Congress. They are right that most of his proposals would not pass the current Republican-controlled Congress. His proposals will not happen overnight, but Social Security was also once seen as impossible. But most of Sanders' proposals, including free tuition at public colleges and universal health care, are not new and are already well-established government programs in European countries with far less wealth than the United States. So that was the endorsement of Bernie Sanders for the Democratic nomination um, from the Philadelphia Tribune. And one of the things that that uh, endorsement touched on was free college education. And here's a story that I found on the website, thiscan'tbehappening.net. And this is by Lindorf, L-I-N-D-O-R-F-F. Nope, sorry. This is by Robert M. Nelson. And it's called Bernie's Right on Free Tuition. We had it once. In 1837, a remarkable politician, Horace Mann, became Massachusetts Secretary of Education. He argued successfully that universal public non-sectarian education in culturally diverse common schools was imperative for our new nation. Mann's idea spread like wildfire. The free common school concept was adopted in every state in the Union. After the Civil War, the free tuition principle was expanded to include higher education. It worked brilliantly for a century for millions of Americans, including me. In 1966, I finished college. I joined my sister as the first generation of our family to cross the divide. My father was an immigrant. My mother was the daughter of immigrants. The family had little wealth to show despite their life of hard work. How could low-paid immigrant families and ordinary, dirt-poor, working-class families send their kids to college? It was simple. I graduated from the City College of New York. My sister graduated from Brooklyn College. Both schools were tuition-free. It's easy to forget in today's America where the, quote, free market is the national religion, that it's the way things still were just a half century ago. CCNY was founded as the Free Academy of the City of New York in 1847. Its mission was to provide the sons of immigrants and the poor with access to college education. In 1870, Hunter College was founded for New York's young women. In 1930, Brooklyn College became New York's third tuition-free college. For more than a century, the taxpayers of New York provided free higher education to all who qualified. Graduates of that system include a child of immigrants from Jamaica, Secretary of State Colin Powell, the daughter of an immigrant from Austria, Senator Barbara Boxer, and former NASA Administrator Dan Golden. CCNY awarded bachelor's degrees to more Nobel laureates than any other school in the world. The most celebrated researcher to have studied there was Jonas Salk, the creator of the polio vaccine. CCNY produced remarkable pioneers of social change. Gerald Austin, a political campaign consultant, challenged American racism. He managed the 1988 presidential campaign of the Reverend Jesse Jackson and proved that an African-American presidential candidate could gather mass support from non-black voters. As an outgrowth, 20 years later, Barack Obama became president. Brooklyn College also welcomed a son of Polish immigrants, Vermont Senator and presidential candidate Bernie Sanders. He entered in 1959 and finished his degree at University of Chicago. Senator Sanders has proposed a national program of free higher education for all at public colleges and universities. New Yorkers would return to a system that had worked for a century before ending 50 years ago. Why did it work? Free higher education was not limited to New York. The Michigan Territory established what was to become the University of Michigan in 1817. The University of California was established at Berkeley. In 1866, the economic premise of free college instruction is that educated students have a higher income over their lifetimes. Under a progressive income tax system, they pay back the cost of their education with interest. In fact, they do. What went wrong? In 1958, Ivy Leaguer Nelson Rockefeller scion of the billionaire robber baron John D. Rockefeller of the Standard Oil Trust became the governor of New York. In the early 1960s, he proposed that CCNY start charging tuition in return for receiving its state aid. That same year, a Democratic Congress passed and Republican President, President Dwight Eisenhower signed the National Defense Education Act, later to become the National Direct Student Loan Program. Students under this new program could borrow directly from Uncle Sam. The loans accrued no interest until graduation, afterwards becoming 3%. Public universities around the country quickly bought into the proverbial free lunch, raising tuitions accordingly. Soon, private banks entered the scene, convincing Congress that taxpayers should back the student loans while the banks would manage them, collecting interest, of course. Student loans were soon marketed like home equity loans. Taxpayers collateralized the debt. Banks pocketed the interest. Public and private educational institutions expanded, boosting enrollments and developing ever more bloated administrative staffs. A modified student loan scheme now infests every public education system in the country. Students pay interest rates of 6 to 7 percent, not after graduation, but from the day they sign the loan papers at the bank. And they pay that extortionate rate, even though it's the government making the loan, and even though Congress made it almost impossible for a borrower to escape the onerous debt, even through bankruptcy. Some might argue that tuition-free higher education was gutted by short-sighted public university administrators of the 1960s who could not pass up cheap loan money. Others point to the avarice and greed of our underregulated banks. Today, because of the staggering debt burden faced by graduates which has effectively made economic serfs out of a whole generation of younger Americans, free higher education has become part of our national debate. Regrettably, this development comes at a time when most presidential candidates, including Clinton, have quite unwholesome relationships with investment banks. They dismiss free college tuition as, quote, pie in the sky. Democratic presidential candidate Hillary Clinton has strongly opposed Senator Sanders' proposal for tuition-free college for all. She said, quote, I disagree with free college for everybody. I don't think taxpayers should be paying to send Donald Trump's kids to college. Clinton fails to understand the teachings of Horace Mann. The point of the American Common School was to provide a common platform for all children, regardless of class. I would have loved to have mingled with Donald Trump if he had gone to CCNY. We both might have learned something. Horace Mann had a radical idea. He was right 200 years ago. Bernie Sanders is correct today. We did it before. Let's do it again. Robert M. Nelson is a senior scientist at the Planetary Science Institute. He recently retired from NASA's Jet Propulsion Laboratory in Pasadena, where he was a senior research scientist. And once again, that piece, uh, it's actually titled online, Free College for All, worked in the U.S. for 100 years until Elite took it away. And that was on thiscan'tbehappening.net. I think that was a a really great and concise picture of the fight for free college tuition at public universities. And while I I understand the political appeal of Hillary Clinton saying, I don't think we should give free college tuition to Donald Trump's children, I think that misses the mark in a number of ways. One, the free college tuition is for public colleges and universities. There is damn little chance that anyone the likes of Donald Trump is going to be sending their children to public colleges and universities. They are most likely going to be endowing some uh, Ivy League private institution with their money and their uh, children's education. And number two... If that's, the, if that's the right way to approach public education in the United States, then why aren't we charging the wealthy for the education of their children at public schools? At public schools, we don't means test. We don't say, well, you make too much money, so you can't go to this public school for free. We've determined as a country and as a people that education is so important that it should be funded collectively, and it should be open to all. But we stopped that at the 12th grade. Bernie Sanders wants to expand that and say, you know, we're not going to stop at the 12th grade. We're going to go to the 16th year of education, and we're going to provide that same opportunity for everybody to have an education through college um, at public colleges and universities. So uh, I think that was a really, really good piece on the history of public colleges and universities in the United States. And so there's a really, really important um, primaries happening tomorrow. We shall see how things turn out. There's, as I I spoke of earlier, some good news in at least one specific poll. Uh, And that's a challenge That the polls are not all aligned The polls are a bit all over the place Um, There were polls going into New York That showed Bernie Sanders only down by six points um, When, you know, he ended down by about 16 So any of the polls we still have to take With a grain of salt Um, You know, we can't stop fighting for every vote And hopefully this message going out to, to people Listening to it will inspire you To vote for Bernie Sanders, and I expect most of you listening here are already predisposed to vote in that manner. So do something. Make sure you you talk to somebody that is in one of these states that is voting tomorrow and uh, encourage them to vote for Bernie Sanders. So, one last story on another poll. So, beyond tomorrow's primaries, there will be a series of primaries. Uh, Leading up to June 7th, June 7th will be the next major event where there will be a number of states uh, all voting on the same day and a number of states with very large or with, with significant amounts of delegates. Of course, California being the biggest one, but New Jersey also being a state that is going to vote. On June the 7th But in between now and then pro- Pretty much every week in May There will be a contest or two And one of those contests Will be in Indiana And this is from TalkingPointsMemo.com And this is the TPM Poll Tracker And this story is by Lauren Fox A new statewide poll Statewide poll out of Indiana shows Hillary Clinton with a narrow lead over Bernie Sanders in the May 3 Democratic primary. The survey of 500 likely voters is a first for the state, and has Clinton leading Sanders by three points, 48% to 45%. According to the poll, Sanders' advantage comes from first-time and occasional voters, while Clinton leads Sanders among loyal party voters. The poll was commissioned by WTHR and Howley Politics Indiana and was conducted by Public Opinion Strategies between April 18 and April 21. The margin of error was 4.5 percentage points. So the spread from this poll in Indiana is within the margin of error uh, with Clinton leading in the poll by 3 points, 48 to 45 percent um, Indiana votes on May the third, so coming up in a, a little more than a week, I think, um, or maybe yeah, maybe just just about a week. Uh, Indiana will go to the polls, and at this point, um, that is neck and neck based on this particular poll. So that will wrap up this episode of Bernie 2016. If you want to reach out to me, you can send me a message at BernieUS2016 at gmail.com. Or you can follow me on Twitter at BernieUS2016. You can check out my website, Bernie-2016.com. You can find out some links to... Some additional resources there, as well as all the back episodes of this podcast. Once again, thanks for listening, and we'll go out tonight with Burn the Vote by Dan Zimberg, which you can find on YouTube by searching for Dan Zimberg. Thanks for listening. When life's got you down
2: And you're running out of rope Looking for a reason To have a little hope But the government's Giving you a reason to mope Change your ways And burn the vote When you're walking In the hills To get to work on time To a job that's paying you Less than prime Making less on your money Than all of the guys Get to the ballot box Step in line I said burn the vote All you wonder women Burn the vote You know who you are The choice is yours You decide If it's your body Then it's your right When you're young among the millennial masses you have the power to say what passes follow your heart and your intuition and join us in our coalition because college tuition should be free you know not some profiteering corporate scheme casino if you see what i see underneath the scope now is the time to burn the vote i said burn the vote you millennials Burn the vote, you know who you are Nothing burn gets done if you don't demand it So go, and let's save the planet Working hard all your life, that's called maturity But now you need a little help, some security Cause medical bills got you filled the strife Burn the vote and take back your life Hey, you deserve the right to retire you work damn hard all your life I'm admired by the fire in your heart that never quits Now you deserve the reaping of the benefits I said a one, we are the people too. We are united. Three, this revolution is not leaving. One, we are the people. Two, we are united. Three, this revolution is not leaving. One, we are the people. We are united. And we're not leaving. One, we are the people. Two. We are united. This revolution is not leaving one. We are the people too. We are united. And we're not leaving one. We are the people too. We, we, we are united three. This revolution is not leaving one. We are the people. All United three. three. This revolution is not leaving. I said a what? We are the people too. We are united three. This revolution is not leaving. Not for sale. Enough is enough. 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 Feel the burn.